Welcome back to Press for Champagne, everybody. As you know, I am Brandy and this is Danny. Hello. We're so excited to be here again. How's your week been, Danny? Oh, it's been pretty good. Um, nothing too exciting. I had a doctor's appointment this morning and to see the baby again. Aww, we had an ultrasound today. Boo boo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally I say that to my nephews and they're so embarrassed by it, but I love calling them that. They uh, or she was um, had her hand in her face and then she's like, she, no pictures, please. Yeah, she was. She did not want her face to him. <laughs> and she was moving her little hand, so it was like opening and closing, and you could see it, you guys. It was the fucking craziest thing. She yawned, and I saw everything. Like I saw her tongue. Like it was so wild. I know. I actually, you guys, when her little hand was moving, a little tear shed from my eye. I was like, Holy oh my shit. God. I was like, who is this? She's melting. <laughs> I the Wicked like, Witch is melting. <laughs> because I am, I, I always think about like the most random stuff, but I think about like when oh the baby's God. born, how Michael's just going to be a mess and I'm going to be over there like, get your shit together, bro. I think it's going to be the other way I know. Around. I think I'm going to, I like, if I cry when this baby's born, like the world's going to end. By the way, I just saw your shirt and I imagined uh, this little baby boo-boo in some like cut off frayed denim shorts and a band <laughs> tee and a, like a headband and some sunnies. Yeah. I'm wearing a Rolling Stones tee right now. And I, I just could definitely, see it. Like a little like bandana like tied to yes. the front. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot wait to go shopping with you. I know. I have been like looking, like I look all the time for like little baby stuff, and I've gotten a bunch of uh, like some friends have given me some uh, some other baby stuff, and you know we're just. I did get a certain invitation in the mail. Ooh. Oh, which reminds me, I need to RSVP to that shit. I can let Michelle know that you're coming. Yeah, could you, yeah. Michelle? This is my official RSVP, <laughs> so if you could mark me down, plus plus just myself, just I'll be there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm having a Harry Potter themed um, baby shower. I did love the <laughs> invites, but it's like it's like subtle. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't know that you were into Harry Potter, you and didn't know anything about Harry Potter, which I just barely know anything about Harry Potter, but yeah. I connected the dots. Yeah, very classy, very cute. Was feeling it, loved it. Yeah, um, I told Michelle I wanted a Harry Potter themed baby shower, but like more of like a boho Harry Potter themed. I you loved know, it. when we did her baby shower for Adeline, it was also Harry Potter themed. Was it? Yes. Oh, and isn't she stinking cute? I just saw her uh, first day of school pictures. She her hair is pink now. I saw that as well. <laughs> what a bold move! I Michelle. know she, she is was so happy. In she's picture. crazy. She's crazy. We went out to eat Friday night because Michael was at a bachelor party, so I had nothing to do. And she's just entertainment. Where'd you go? Oh, we just went to Keeley's. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, really, other than that, I've got nothing new going on. We're still working on the baby room. Ceiling's up, and it's done. I just need to paint it. Can you post pictures? Yeah, I, I really need to. I have been awful this week, and I have, like, a whole, like, agenda. And, you guys, I just am so not used to being this not motivated to do stuff that it's, like, it's really hard. And I think we'll get kind of into that into that part of it into, in this episode. But it's so hard because, like, I have this plan of what I want to do. And then when I don't do it, it, like, almost defeats me even more. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like, oh, I didn't meet my goals today or didn't, you know, do what I needed to do today. And then it's like, now I'm behind. And now everything's pushed back. I feel like that, too, some yeah. days. So I, we're leaving. We're going to go see my mom this weekend. So I told Michael, I said, I want the ceiling done before we leave on Friday. So that means that, like, I need to get my shit together because I need to paint it, so. Ugh, I don't know how you paint. It's it's rough, but painting the ceiling honestly isn't too bad because you get, like, the broom handle and you just, you know, it'll probably take me an hour. 
This is the first week in like literally four weeks that I have not after work gone straight home like Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Thursday to stain the trim. Mm -hmm. I have one room left and the doors are in so I just have the one room and the doors left but I have my living room everything done. But I, every time I do it, I'm just like, why the fuck does Danny enjoy doing this? I do. I, and I've been thinking about all these other projects I want to get started, too. And I was just like, you need to slow your roll. You yeah. need to get the freaking baby room done. My sister was talking, we were talking yesterday, and she's like, you know you only have 16 weeks until the baby comes. And that's if I go the full 40 weeks. I did my other closet, too. Oh, my God. That wallpaper is so fun. You have to post these on the stories. Where'd you get that wallpaper at? Um, I initially got it from Target, and then... One roll is not sufficient for a very small space. Yeah. And also learned, if you look really closely, it's not lined up at all. Because who the fuck has time for that, honestly? <laughs> who has time for that? And I was like, there's going to be clothes in front of it. but It's a busy pattern, too. Yeah, so. that's what I was going for. So got it at Target, and then they were out after I bought one roll. But I found it on Amazon for a wow. little bit cheaper. So I ended up ordering two How rolls. much was it uh, per roll? Wallpaper is expensive, and I'll tell you this. It's like $30 Oh, a see, roll. that's very inexpensive. I thought, honest to God, from what I saw, mm-hmm. because I got on, like, Wayfair and some other websites, I thought that was, like, a very middle-of-the-road, if not inexpensive option for yeah. peel-and-stick wallpaper. So I wanted to initially, and if you follow me on Instagram, you, you would have saw this, I wanted to initially um, those wallpapers you do have. this wallpaper that had, like, this these elephants and, this and like, with birds and, like, little palm trees, and it's How very neutral, it? and it was from Serena and Lily. Oh, I love Serena and Lily. I had to stop following them on Instagram. <laughs> it was $148 per roll. How much was in a roll, though? I would have needed three rolls, and this was only... To do the whole room? No. No, no, no. Just to do because one Because I wall. was going to do... I was going to do, like, half of the wall, like, do, like, wainscoting around okay. half the wall. So it would have been just, like, the, the top one-third of four walls, and I would have needed... Which a, is a lot, because it took me three rolls to do my small closet and I believe three or four rolls to do my big closet mm-hmm. which I had a lot of scraps left over from the small closet because it's like a smaller space is worse yeah it's so much easier to wallpaper a bigger space but I threw a lot away so yeah. probably I probably could have done the small closet in two had I like really done you know fucking long division and shit <laughs> yeah but I was tired. Well, long story short, Michael put a kibosh to that wallpaper. <gasps> Why? He's like, uh, I think we could spend that money elsewhere in the baby room versus wallpaper. And I was like, fine. Fuck so off, Michael. I know. Just joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, fuck off. <laughs> Joking. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna. I have. So I haven't. That's why, like, I haven't really been gung ho on the room because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. Target's got some good options. I should check fair. it out because I haven't looked yeah. there. Um. Is it that Opal House? I really yeah. like that brand. At yeah. And they have some cute stuff. Yeah. So. Anyway, so thought. what have you been up to? Um, let's see. So, obviously staining all the things. Yeah. All the things. Um, hopefully that's done soon. I'll post some pictures. You'll be hearing this. I'll have posted probably some pictures of my closets in the interim. I hope everybody's been enjoying the embarrassing sorority photos that have been going <laughs> Yes, up. they've been so good. Um, so that's fun. I especially love like your bleach blonde hair and super dark tan. I know. And in my mind, I still look like that. So when I look in the mirror every morning, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just got a little paler. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, you know, those were those were the days. Those were the days when the roots grew out and, you know, you had to go back. And now mm-hmm. I'm not sure when the last time I had my hair done. I know. I, I don't know either. Um, this weekend, though, just for anybody who's, like, somewhat local or planning on visiting the area anytime sooner in the future, I went to two really cool places this weekend. I went to Handle Bend, which is... Um, a place up in O'Neill, Nebraska, and they sell copper mugs, like really he- like heavy, super nice, frankly kind of expensive. How much were they? Um, for a four pack, it was like over four hundred dollars, and for a two pack, it's like two twenty five. I think for a four pack, it's four twenty five. For a two pack, it's two twenty five. But regardless, you don't have to buy the mugs. They have like a. a I'm going to call it like a bar for lack of better words, but it's a really cool place. It was like a butcher shop, a um, grocery store at one point, and they renovated this building and they did it really cool because you walk in, there's like couches and like tables and like a whole like event space in the back. That's cool. But there's also a separate flower shop like in the space. Oh, wow. With like a door that opens, you know, to the, I'm going to call it the bar if you will but they also have another coffee shop so like the coffee shop and the alcohol bar like share one giant bar so you could go in and get coffee and use the space or go in and get alcohol use the space they serve food there's a flower shop super super cool for the town of o'neill if i was one of the employees at like the coffee shop or the flower shop i'd just be drinking all day long honestly the drinks were phenomenal like they were using fresh fruit and the mules and whatever else um drinks they were serving they had a ton of nebraska brews on tap just really cool space it was like dead when we went there we went there at two o'clock on a saturday Mm -hmm. um there was like one other person in there, so we drinking by themselves. <laughs> no, they were working, so oh. we were the Elkies that were in the space. But it was, um, it's worth a drive. Like if you're just like have nothing else to do and need a little yeah. road trip, and then we went a little bit further and went up to Atkinson to um, a brewery up there, which was so freaking cool. Like. Who knew that Atkinson had a brewery in it? But it's called Brush or Brush, not Brush. <laughs> the, the old brush. It's been a week, <laughs> uh, you guys. It's um, Brush Creek Brewing Company. Like honestly, just Google it because the inside is so so cool. Like you walk in, there's an upstairs, a main part, and then the dis- like the the brewery uh, tanks. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Um, like you look down on them, they have a really cool patio out back with like the hops are growing, not the hops they use. It's just decorative. Yeah. There's hops, there's heaters and they have freaking delicious pizza. Oh, that sounds so nice. Like so good. I'm literally thinking about it right now. (laughs) The food is phenomenal. Space is super, super cool. Everybody was super friendly. Could not recommend more um worth a drive like we just need a little road trip yeah hit it up that sounds like a lot of fun and i can't wait to not be pregnant anymore so that i can yeah well like we should seriously go just for 
a little din din. I told Michael today because like we agreed to have two two kids and be done. Yeah. Or I told You're him that. Gonna... I told him that's what's gonna happen. And did you tell him you were gonna hit it and quit it? Yeah, I said like this, <laughs> and then I was like, I want to like bang him out too. Like I want to get him done because like being preg- literally bang him out. You know, <laughs> literally, but like pregnancy is not for me. But I did tell him on, my, on our way up to their appointment today that I do not want to be pregnant next summer because like I have not yeah. enjoyed this summer at all. Like. I have not got one single ounce of enjoyment out of this. Here's the thing. COVID's back, so fuck it. <laughs> you know, I don't know that you missed out on a ton, but I think being pregnant in the summer would be more difficult. Like, we all... There's, like, comfort in winter. Like, yeah. the foods are more comforting. Like, we all, like, put on more layers. Yeah. I think it's probably... Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just presuming things. But I think it'd be easier to dress when you were pregnant in the winter versus the yes like because you could layer and because like, all of my sweaters are oversized yeah. like I have all this other stuff like I don't need to buy maternity clothes for winter time because I'm good there but like yeah but yeah so I I just don't want to be pregnant in summer again because like it's just not fun everybody's not having a good time and I'm just like I don't want I, it's not that I'm not willing to do stuff like I don't want to do anything yeah. Like, I don't want to go out. Like, I'm just, like, I just, I'm tired so, all the time. So, how do you time that when you got to get pregnant? You got to get pregnant in the summer, in, probably. Yeah, like, in the late, late summer. summer. Yeah. And then when, yeah, so I'm, like, doing the math. Yeah, Michael's, like, so you think I'm, like, June or July? And I was, like, well, fuck. I mean, like, I don't want to be, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, really, you probably got to shoot for that June because that, you know, oblivion of not really knowing for <laughs> a couple weeks I gets you through most Before, of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh. He'll be fine. Oh, God. Okay, anyway, let's talk about the drink of the yeah. week. What are we drinking? Okay, so this week, again, I dropped the ball and didn't read the, the drink before I came in here. And it is... I specifically tried to make it very, very simple, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you know, you guys. Um... <laughs> so just hold on to your pants <laughs> while she tells you this one. Um, Lots just, of ingredients. I'm going to I'm going to blame pregnancy brand. I haven't thought that I had it, but maybe I do. <laughs> you might. This is a Starburst champagne cocktail and the ingredients are um, sparkling wine or champagne and Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a single Starburst. Yeah. You cut a piece of Starburst into like four smaller pieces and you just plop it in your glass and then you fill it with champagne and like kind of let it Honestly, marinate. she could have rolled in here with one in her mouth and I wouldn't have known the difference. You know, you know? I actually did have like those, because I bought some Halloween candy. Uh, Halloween candy is already Is it out already? It was out of Dollar General the I other day. I can't. So I bought some and it came with Starburst and I had two like little packs in my car, but I ate them the oh other day. Oh Honestly, Starbursts are delicious, and I'm a real big fan of the all pink pack. Yeah. Because some of the other flavors are kind of... Yeah. I like the all pink. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, give it a whirl. If anybody tries it, let us know. Yeah. I am curious how much they dissolve. And it's the recipe specifically said make sure you cut it into quarters, otherwise yeah. it doesn't like dissolve. It's good. So yeah. Well, I'm drinking a water, not a, not anything yeah, special. Yeah, she's really getting crazy. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to be. I can't wait to be drinking again on the podcast. God, me either. I just <laughs> feel like a big lush here each week. Oh. So this week we are talking about being your true self and, frankly, at any age. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, what? Uh, like, what does that mean to you? What does being your true self mean to you? You know, this has obviously evolved over time, as I think it should yeah. with anybody. Yeah. But, like, I used to say to people that, like, 
I'm just being mean. If that offends you, that's like your problem, not mine. Until I realized like that's kind of bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> I read something this past week that it made me laugh because it was it made me think of you because it was like <laughs> when you don't consider other people's feelings. What? I was like, Ooh. <laughs> damn it. <Yeah>. What? <laughs> yeah. So um... anonymously sent a DM. <laughs> I think I saw it on Instagram too. It was like a thing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and I think we all do it at times. Yeah. It's well, I think that we all get involved in our own shit and don't think about, or like, I think, like, so, the thing is that's blown my mind over the years is I've offended people and I'm like, wait a second, were they even around when I said anything? I'm like, how were they offended? You know, like, right. so like, that's when I realized like I have to maybe caveat what I say because to me being my true self is truly being me and like hoping that people know me well enough that they're not offended by what I say they're just they're just knowing that I'm honest because I don't like people that beat around the bush or I shouldn't say that I don't like to beat around the bush and I don't like when people beat around the bush with me I'd rather people just be straightforward tell me exactly what you want exactly what you feel whatever it is so that we can you know let's just bang we're adults we're good I know I'm like that as well but I don't like it when people are so blunt that it's rude. Like, I just think that they're, like, I want mm-hmm. you to be honest with me, but I also want you to respect, like. Yeah, for sure. And I know? think that's because I know that that's how I am. Like, I don't feel that I'm rude. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that I'm rude. Other yeah. people may feel that yes. I am rude. <laughs> exactly. But so you know what I'm saying? Like, so when I say these things, I already, I, I, that's like already a caveat in my mind. Like, I don't want someone to be like, like hey, Danny, those fucking jeans are way too tight, bitch. You know, like, I want it to be like, hey, girl, like, you know, those don't, those aren't, those aren't looking good, you know? Like, well, or hey, go put on that other pair. Yeah. That's how I want. I want somebody to be like, those ones look much better on you. They're yes. a little better yeah. fit. So, like, um, I want, you know, me being my true self is, as my gut rolls over my jeans right now, everybody just, I was just like touching my gut and I was like, ooh. You know, make me where, too. Where were you at 8 a.m. this morning, Danny? Yeah. So I, you know, just being, being honest, being honest to myself or being authentic to myself. And that means just like, you know, doing the things that I want to do and not doing things because I feel like that's expected of me. Um, and that means just like, you know whether it's something in my business or something in my personal life and not, not saying yes to things that I really want to say no to and just, you know, being as kind and caring and, and authentic. I keep saying authentic, but I mean, I don't really know how to explain. Like I just want to be me and I hope that people just accept that. Like, like I, I, my whole like philosophy in life is I never do anything to intentionally hurt anybody. And if I've, and if I've, and if I've offended you or hurt you on accident, it, first of all, it was an accident, and I'm the first person to apologize if I've offended you in some way, shape, or form, because it's never my intention. So if, like, you are offended by something I say, like, let's talk about it. I will learn from it. I, I think that, like, I've grown a lot over the last few years, especially in the last, like, three years, three or four years. I've grown a ton, and I've learned from things that I've done because people have called me out and said, like, hey... Like, that hurt my feelings. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't mean that. So I think that just, um, I just want to wake up every day and be me. And, like, people just, like, accept that for who it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fun. And I like to have a good time. I'm very sarcastic. And, like, I don't take life that seriously. And I just, that, and that's how I hope people see me. Like, and, but, so who knows? And I, also, I don't, 
my mantra in life is like um, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. So unless someone's like willing to say it to my face, I don't want to hear it from a third party. Like I'd rather that's just not fair. know. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's what about fair. you? What's your what's your true self mean to you? Um, I think like, I mean, it's continually evolving. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it is like self discovery and just like do spending time with myself by myself and figuring out what I like. And who I want to be and how I want to make other people feel. And accepting that for myself, like within myself. But then practicing that and accepting that that's what I'm portraying or conveying to others. So I know that's just a lot of words and didn't really mean anything. But I think you have to like accept yourself first before Mm -hmm. you can just put yourself out there and let others take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah, for like, sure. I know I'm not everybody's glass of champagne, right? Because, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. um, and, and that's fine. But I even if, like, I'm not a great fit and I'm not f- for everybody, which nobody is going to be loved by everybody. It's yeah. impossible. There's, nobody, there's no human on this earth that's ever been loved by everybody. But... I want to be able to, like, get along with everybody and be able to have, like, a respectful conversation, whether it's as simple as, you know, some exchange on the street or within business Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, in a social setting. Like, I want to be able to be like, you know, I didn't connect... I hope that when I die, people can say, you know, I didn't connect with Brandy on a personal level, but she's never rude to me and she was always yeah. polite and cordial. Like, even if that's super fucking boring, I don't care. Like, I just hope I never made anybody feel like, well, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure I, I'm sure I have, which I'll disclose a story that happened to me recently, <laughs> but... I, I know that I have, especially when I was younger, but I think that was coming from, like, a place of insecurity and, like, trying to make other people... Like, I know I've bullied people mm-hmm. in the past and been a dick and a little bitch and, like, all the bad things at times, especially in my youth, that other people didn't deserve. And I think, like, as you grow and mature and have more life experiences, like, you learn yeah from those things. And I don't want to be that person. I always say that, and I agree with you 100% on that, because, like, I, I'm the same way. Like, the person I was in high school, Ugh. the person I was at 21, the person I was at 25. I ought to beat her ass. Yeah, that's not who I am today, you know? And that's why, you know, I've had, like, we've had things happen, you know, with people we know that they've made very poor decisions. And somebody will ask me, like, things like, well, what do you think now that they're doing X, Y, and Z? And it's like, I'm happy for them. Because why should we judge them by the worst thing that we know that they did as a person? Yeah, like, and move I, on. Yeah, and I hope that people always extend me the same courtesy. Right. But in my head, they don't. Like, I don't know why I think that they don't. Really? Yeah. Because I, I'm like, I'm always the first one to be like, all right, whatever, let's move on. But in my head, I just never feel like anybody, I feel like everybody holds, like, my worst self against me. And maybe that's, like, my own security, like, because I, I'm my own biggest critic. 
I think it is, but I also think it's, like, the energies we put out, like, that, like, group mentality. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in a group that wants to focus on the negativity, everybody's going to chime in about the negative. But mm-hmm. all it takes is that one person to, like, say, oh, Joe Blow, you know, I'm just making stuff up right now. Yeah. But remember when, you know, he failed at his business or wrecked his car or whatever the hell he did yeah and remember when he did that oh what a piece of shit like what a loser blah 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 it takes one person to be like you know what but look at him now like he's doing really well it seems like he changed a corner and I guarantee you like the whole room's outlook and the vibes of the room change so Mm -hmm. I think I always want to be that one person in the room that's like you know what I get it like they're they're not my cup of tea but you can't hide the fact or ignore the fact that they're doing well and making good decisions and trying to be better for themselves now. And so I, in the back of my mind, always hope that there's just like one, one person in the whole room that would do that for me. Yeah, no, for sure. I think so too. And like, even like you and I have had conversations like, cause like we kind of, you know, our friend circles overlap somewhat, but not yeah. all the time. But right. so like, you know, we've even have a, had a conversation like where it's like you hang out with someone that like, I don't hang out with and like may have like some history with. And I'm always like, I don't, I have no beef with that person. Right, if that right. person has beef with me, that's on them. Like yeah. I wish them nothing but happiness and, and success, you know? And I mean, that's conversations that you have and I have had over the last few 100%, years. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I think that's great that you can be like, Hey, they may not like me. And I am too, Sorry about it. I'm like, they, holding a grudge is hard. Like, I don't know how people can do it. I mean, of course there are people I don't like that have like, you know, done things to me or impacted my life in a negative way. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think I've lost respect for people yeah. that have done things like that. But like at the end of the, at the end of the day, I don't wish them poorly. Like no. I don't wish bad upon them. Like I just want them to stay in their lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. Like. You do you, I'm going to do me, I'm going to be polite to you, mm-hmm. and again, cordial to you in, in public, and that's that. Like, yeah. I, I don't want any more or any less than that. I know, and that's like, and again, that's the courtesy that I extend to people, but like, just through, um, through what we do, I've had people like say to me, but like, well, they don't extend you the same courtesy, and I was like, and that bums me out. Because it's it just does, like, but doesn't it say more about them than it, it for does sure you? does? And I think, but I think that's where it comes back from, like my insecurity of like I don't feel like people extend me the same courtesy. Is like because like people tell me these things, and that's why, like again, I don't want to know what people say about me behind my back because it's none of my business. Which I think is such a weird thing. Like, I think that's a weird thing that. A, f- a friend or anybody would say like it's more you. of like in a business it wasn't like it wasn't like you know my best friends come to me and be like oh my god I just at the ghost store and this is what x y and z said it was more of like in a business setting um the person was mentioned and I didn't you know I went about my life or whatever and you know said you know said what needed to be said about the, the thing and she's like well they they said this about you 
And I was like, whoa. I've heard it. It's, ne- it's never from, like, friends. I hear these from, like, people I barely know. Like, no. Like, yeah. acquaintances. Yeah. You know? Don't you just want to be like, well, here's my business card, and I'd love it for you to pass this on and have them give me a call because I would love to sit down and have a face-to-face conversation about yeah. these remarks. I know. And I always and I always feel like, what, like, what would I do if I, like, ran into this person in the grocery store and they try to talk to me? And I was like, oh, you want to be nice to me to my face, but behind my back? You want to, like, say – and it's like – I'm specifically thinking about one person. I feel like I can like read the person, like I know the person. And it's just like, and it's been like for years, this one person has said things to the same person who tells me. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I just don't get it. I I don't get holding a grudge for that long. Yeah, I don't, I would agree. I just, I, again, I'm going to go back. I think it says more about that person than it does you. And I understand that like, hurt hurts people differently Mm -hmm. and how it impacts them and some people have never had like any um what am I trying to say uh hardship in their life you know like sometimes it's something to you or I if and I'm not saying I've experienced like the worst things in the world but I've had hardships in my life just like every other person in my opinion yeah and so what you and I view as trivial could be like the end of the world for to sure. somebody else. And that's, that's a really difficult concept and thing to accept, I think. For sure. And I always think about it this way. Like when I had the store, my, my best friend Trista worked with me and the things that would get her goat literally would be like nothing to me <laughs> and I'd be like why do you why are you so worked up about this you know like so I mean it, it's, it's like when my girl Amanda opens the mail here in the office and all of a sudden I hear oh my god are you kidding me and my heart goes down to my asshole because I'm like who's suing me yeah you know yes or and, like, and it's like it's nothing yeah or like when Michael's cooking something and something burns he's like god fucking damn it and I was like Sir, that is aggressive for some, like, burnt bacon. Like He's just using his exclamation marks. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's how everybody takes it. And, and I think that, again, that goes back to just, like, I, you know, I've, I've failed in life, as everybody yeah. has. And so I think that, like, you know, even though I don't hold things against other people, I just always think that people are always like, well, she's a failure, so... So how, like, how did you find that self-confidence, though? And I mean, I know that's, like, frankly, even for me, a continual task and objective, like, finding this ultimate self-confidence, because we always have insecurities regardless of, like, what and this, you know, what the insecurity is, but also, like, it's situational. Mm -hmm. So, like, was there an age or, like, a defining moment or, like, what was it where you were, like, listen, Mm -hmm. I am... I am Danny Sober or Danny Lord. O'Brien. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm accept- accepting me today. Yeah, when for did sure. When that happen? And I think that what you kind of said at the beginning of this question was a really spot on that, like, it, it every day, it's like a muscle you have to work. Like, every day, yeah. like, you know, you know, maybe not feel confident every day, but, like, feel confident a lot of the time. But I got a thousand percent of my self-confidence. I guess this is twofold. First of all, my mom was very big about, like, building me up. She always told me, like, I could rule the world one day if I just put my mind to it. So I guess my mom would be number one. And that was at a very young age. I love that. Yeah. Um, I but, met Danny's mom via FaceTime tonight. Yeah, hey. mom called me. Hey, mom. Um, <laughs> number two was the Marine Corps. 
Like, we were literally taught, ingrained, like, like ingrained in our brains that we are the best of the best. There's nobody out there that is better than us. So for four years, that's the life that I lived. And I lived it with the best of the best. I lived it with my fellow Marines. And we were all running around with our, you know, for lack of a better word, with our big cocks hanging out, being <laughs> like, here we are. Fuck with us. I dare you. You know, like, and it was, I will say that going back to like what I said before about it, it's a muscle that needs worked out daily. Yeah. Was when, when I moved back to Nebraska, it was really hard for me to transition because here I am very confident and I moved back to a place where people knew me as a different person. And so they expect, or I don't know if they expected, but I thought that they expected me to still be like kind of like the same person that I was before. And so I was like in this really weird stage of like not being that person, being a confident person, but because I'm so confident, people take that as arrogance. I've been called um, a narcissist a ton and, or like, I'm just cocky. And I'm like, no, like I'm just, I'm just accepting of who I am. Like, this is me. I've accomplished great things before I was 21. Like, you know, like, I'm sorry. And I would be like, like, I'm sorry you didn't do the things that I did because like, you know, to me, when I was in the Marine Corps, that was like the best of the best. And so I lost my way from that for a while and I had to get it back. And it was literally just, um, reading, learning, self, you know, self-exploration, just, you know, like I've talked about on the podcast a lot, um, learning stoicism and like, excuse me, reading the daily stoic every day. So it's, it's a lot of just working on my own mental health and getting back to that place of like, you are still a badass, even if your life has not gone the way you maybe thought it would go. Was there ever like a person, I mean, I, you mentioned your mom, mm-hmm. but like, was there ever any other person or like advice you got along the way that like really sticks out to... Not really, besides what I said already. Um, it, I mean, it's hard to put four years of being told that you're the best into like some like a specific defining moment of of this person did that because I mean, like literally, like it's such a wild thing. Like, it's. I think I had the opposite experience because I went through law school, which they constantly tell you how fucking stupid you are basically and like their job is to tear you down to lead you out so I think that really like tore me down for a long time and took me a long time to like rebuild from that I bet um which some people has like the opposite impact but for me particularly it like was not a positive yeah for sure well I mean it's hard but but it's like interesting to me like that the marines were like you're the best you're the top of the top and I know that you probably went through a period where they tore you down yeah I say like I should caveat that like this is what I'm not talking about boot camp boot camp it was like every day yelling at you in your face telling you that you're a piece of shit telling you that you're slow you're fat you're lazy I remember eating in the chow hall one day for breakfast. We had just got done with the crucible, and the crucible is 48 hours, like, barely any fucking sleep. I don't even know what the crucible is, but it just sounds awful. It is awful, and, like, you you barely get to sleep, and you barely get to eat, and so I was fucking hungry, and I had two bowls of cereal, and some drill instructor came up to me. (laughs) I will never forget this, and she's like, oh, my God, what a fucking pig, and she started oinking at me. (laughs) 
Were you like, ma'am, you're oinking. Check your I was just like, because like you have to respond. Well, number one, you can't talk with your mouth full, but you have to respond when a drill instructor talks to you. So I'm just like, yes, ma'am. That's all you said? Yeah. I mean, what was I supposed to say? I was fucking hungry. I was going to eat both those fucking bowls of cereal. Yes, I was fucking hungry, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I don't know what I would have said. Oh, you know, it's, you know, anyway. So what about you? How about, when did you have self-confidence or when did you find yours? You know, I was thinking about this and I felt like it kind of came in stages for me, like different aspects of my life. I feel like I gained confidence in different parts of myself at different times. Yeah. So like as weird as this sounds, like personality, like leadership, my body, like even like, you know, professionally, like I gained confidence at different like stages in my life and different ages so I I still don't feel like I'm a hundred percent confident in who I am and I'm almost 35 Mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's like sad but (laughs) I think I think it comes like you said in stages and I think that like there's a lot I still think number one 35 is young and number two that we're you know like we said we've said multiple times it's like every day we're growing we're you know we're a new person every single day like so if you were like the same person you were two three four years ago that's almost like more sad than just being like I don't know yeah like I mean I feel like my personality like who I was as like a person and and just I don't know how I wanted to I don't know display myself if that's a word that sounds Mm -hmm. like odd to the rest of the world, I kind of, like, found that person, like, an undergrad, and then I feel like law school kind of, like, quieted that, and even, you know, for a long time in my professional career, I kind of feel like that was, like, quieted, Mm -hmm. like, I couldn't be, like, who I really was kind of thing, and then um, here in the last, like, you know, three-ish years I feel like I've been able to be like no this is who I am this is who I want to be like this is how I want to live my life kind mm-hmm. of thing um, I feel like the last three-ish years have been very like d- like important for both of us yeah like I feel like and honestly I was even gonna say like even within my own like body like my own skin mm-hmm. like and yes I know I've had plastic surgery <laughs> like I know that's probably but like truly my like peak confidence with my um physical appearance was actually like before I had plastic surgery which is like really weird Mm -hmm. to say that but I was the most comfortable in my skin before I had plastic surgery which is why I knew that like having a nose job was okay to do because even though it was an insecurity and one of my biggest insecurities I was like if I never had this I would be 100% confident yeah like what I look like in the mirror today yeah so it's weird and I don't know if that was just like a part of like aging and wisdom and like I don't even know why or how it came but I was like the most confident and comfortable that at that point like between like I mean, basically, like, between 30 and 32. Like, something inside just switched. And I was like, fuck it. Like, this is... This is what I have. Like, if you don't like it, don't look. (laughs) That, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Because I will say that the least confident I was in my body 
was when I was the most confident in myself as a person, and that was when I was in the Marine Corps. That is so wild. Mm-hmm. Well, because in the Marine Corps, you have a height and weight standard. and you Well, have- I mean, I guess same. Looking yeah. back, like, I was the most confident. I mean, I'm probably in the most confident today, to be fair. Yeah. But looking back during undergrad, which would have been, I think, comparable age yeah. as you being in the Marines, mm-hmm. my body at that time was the fucking best it's ever been. Yeah. But now I'm, like, way more confident. Yeah. Even my body well, and, like, first. you know, when you're in the military, you have a height and weight standard. And you have, and if you're overweight, they put you on what they call fat platoon. <gasps> and you have to pee, you have to exercise every day at lunch. So you, we, in, the, in the Marine Corps, you exercise what? Monday through Friday at, in the mornings with your with your team, with your, with your fellow Marines. And then if you're on fat, fat platoon, you have to exercise during lunch. And, oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, you're always conscious about, like, what you're eating. Like, you don't want to kill over. And, like, the way... My body is built. Do you get to eat lunch? What? Do you get to eat lunch? After fat platoon? Or before? I mean, I don't know. I was never on fat platoon. But like you never asked, did you get a burger? Yeah. I mean, like, you can, the, it's really relaxed, or like in the office. Like, if you didn't, like, you could eat at your desk if you wanted to. Like. Okay. Um, but. Just real worried about the fatties <laughs> of the world. I, they didn't call it, like, that was not the official name. We just called it Fat Platoon because we were assholes. Um, Y'all are assholes. We are. But, um, you know, the way my body is built is I am just naturally a thicker person. Like, that's just my how my yeah. body works. And so, like, for my height, the most I could weigh is 150. And that's, like, my... For as long as I've been an adult, 150, like, to 155 has been, like, just, like, my natural weight. And so, like, to not be able to go over that for four years. That's aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard. And it's, like, you think about it all the time. You think about it when you're out on weekends. You think about it when you're running in the morning. You think about it all the time. So, yeah, I think that, you know, that part did come in stages. And now, like, I'm not confident in my body now because I'm pregnant and just kind of. You're growing a human. And it's hard. It's hard. But it does. I will say that, like, it it does. it does a toll on you mentally, whether you want it to or not. Or it, for me, for me, it does. And for some other women, I know it does too. But like, just knowing that you're gaining weight and knowing that you're eating things that you don't normally eat because like that might be the only thing you can keep down today. You know, like or you're just having a damn craving. Yeah, like I've ate more Lay's potato chips in the last <laughs> five months than I ever have in my entire life because it's the only thing that I can eat. That doesn't make me want to throw up sometimes. Do you eat it with French onion dip because that sounds no. delicious? eat it plain. Oh. Just plain old chips. So, you know, like, yeah, they, self-confidence does come in stages. But I think that at the older I get, the more I am accepting of just who I am as a person. Yeah. And I, the other thing I wanted to say is, like, um, because I am naturally, like, a loud person, that I think it's hard... Um, I think it's mainly for women our age. I don't think this next generation will have this issue. Or I hope that they don't. I hope that this has been alleviated. But it's hard to be a loud, confident woman when the world was kind of telling us for so long that, like, you know, you gotta... You can't put your sex life on display. You can't be overly, you know, sexy or whatever. And so, like, when we started this podcast that we're throwing out, like, our fucking sex stories, like, that was... It took a little bit of a, um, like a come to Jesus with myself 
because I was like, I'm telling these stories and I'm not embarrassed by the stories, but I literally have no idea who's listening. Like I can see our podcast numbers and I can see the amount of people that listen, but we don't know who you are. We love you all. But love like you. Leave but, us a review. <laughs> but like if I'm telling Like this, follow, share. <laughs> I'm telling some story. Like I'm sure there's some people out there that are just mortified, you know? I mean, my mom listens and sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I've overshared because there is like this fine balance between mm-hmm. professional and podcast there there is for me and I think for you as well but um yeah at first I felt way different about it than I do now like Mm -hmm. now I'm just like I am who I am if you don't like it don't listen just like if you don't like it don't look yeah yeah and I think and that's how I am now too but like when we first started yeah we were like way more paranoid about what we were sharing yeah now I don't care I don't care either my mom also listens and she's my brother did tell me he stopped listening because he's learning way more about my sex life than he ever wanted to know you know what there's not that much (laughs) not so much in the beginning it was a little so I mean obviously you feel the most confident now and so do I but like what is your biggest insecurity like physical and non-physical physical number one is my fucking chicken wings your chicken wings my arms what yes my grandma when oh, i was I little your grandma but you don't have those not yet not unless i start doing but you gotta push. have it to be freaking insecure about it you're really? paranoid because, because i was um you know every tuesday we, I FaceTime with my siblings, we chat or whatever, and I, or I don't know if this was in, no, this was at my dad's the other week, and I think. Anyway, I waved, or I did something, like, I stuck my arm up in the air, I was waving, and my sister was like, wow, look at your fucking arms waving back. So. Oh, Michelle. Michelle, that was rude, girl. It, it's there. It's there. And I know it's there. Oh, and, my God, that's such a sister thing. Oh, yeah, sisters are dicks. Oh, they're the worst, but the best. <laughs> I mean, I'd say the same thing to her. (laughs) But, um, so, like, that is my biggest, like, I wouldn't say it's an insecurity because I still wear tank tops and I still, like, go, but I would say it's, like, a pet peeve more than anything else. Like, I want, I want to fix it, but I haven't done anything to do it. Like, I haven't been doing push-ups. But, um, then, mentally, I I will say, like, self-doubt mentally is something that, like, every day gets better, but I will say... Finding the career that works for me, like I'm an, I, I used to think I was an extrovert until I realized what introvert and extrovert means, but I'm very much an introvert because I'm, I get recharged by being alone. Mm-hmm. So like having a, finally having a job where like, I don't have to be around people all the time actually makes me a better person because I, I look forward to being around people. And I feel like when I am around people, I'm a better version of myself. Um, so I would say that just continuing to to be a good person is is just like I don't it's not an insecurity but it's some it's at the top of my my mind all the time yeah. of like am I is what I'm doing today enough is am, is the person I am today is, is that enough like almost like I I feel maybe that is my insecurity like I don't know on my on a day-to-day basis am I enough like am I doing enough am I furthering my career enough am I Am I exercising? Am I eating healthy? Is my, did I wash my face? Did I fucking do my 10-step, you know, 10-step skincare routine? When's the last time you deep-conditioned your hair? Like, 
you know, your Ugh. eyebrows are looking crazy. You're fucking stressing me out right now. <laughs> I know. Jesus. I know. There's like so much to think about on like a day to day basis sometimes. Like, you know, obviously, like you don't have to deep condition your hair every day, but like, did you do it this week? Right. You know, <laughs> I didn't. Did I haven't. I can't, just can't tell you the last time I did it. So, you know, it's like, it's just like that. Like, I want to be the best version of myself as much as I possibly can be. And so I think that is like an insecurity that I have. It's just yeah. like not living up to my own potential. I think that's fair. Yeah. What about you? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> um, I mean, I have, I still, like, even though I just said I'm the most confident I am now, I still have, like, a lot of insecurities. Like, for example, right now, my stomach is my biggest insecurity. Like, I just, my, I don't know if my metabolism's changed or I'm just fat as fuck all of a sudden, but, like, I got a little pooch, and it's not going anywhere, and I I don't foresee it going anywhere. I'm not really doing anything about it, so (laughs) keep eating pasta for dinner. So, you know, it's self-inflicted, and I recognize that. Um, But, yeah, it's it's just like, okay, getting a little bigger, you know? Pant sizes have increased. Like Yeah, that that's always tough. It's a tough pill to swallow as yeah. I get older. So definitely that. Like I've always had like silly insecurities about my eyes. I always joke that I have horse eyes because they're so big and like so deep set that I have like these huge like uh, that's yeah. so funny that you say that because I also have big eyes, especially like when I bug them out. <laughs> but my sister calls them bug eyes. <gasps> Yeah, my sister's a dick. She also tells I me... I don't think... I think you have very small eyes. My sister also tells me I have really big nostrils, so... <laughs> what? You guys, I don't take what my sister says seriously most of the time, but that arm thing really got me. I was like, yeah, fuck that's, it, no. that's I know, I'm going to have Grandma Thober arms soon. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, like... But, you know, for me, when I see you, I don't see any of those things. Right, and, yeah. like, the older I get, the more I, like, tell myself that, like, you're nitpicking like nobody else sees that Mm -hmm. or like they appreciate that because the older I get the more I hear like other women talking about this stuff even my close friends and I'm like what are you talking about like you are drop dead gorgeous Mm -hmm. like what crack are you smoking yeah and it's you know it's we all look at the same thing in the mirror every single day and it's hard not to fixate on these tiny little things that are probably unnoticeable to other people but it's hard it's hard not to I mean my eyes my gut and then I like am so paranoid about having like not white teeth like I feel like my teeth are never white enough um can you tell everybody your your teeth routine because I find this very interesting and what you're not the only person I've heard to do this but you were the first person I've heard to do this oh yeah my grandma Betty told me when I was really young that you should peroxide your teeth every day so I um before I brush my teeth I um first peroxide so you use it like mouthwash, like swish around or? No, like just straight up hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, I know. But like you, yep, you just swish, swish it, it like around. Mouth. Yeah. I don't gargle it. I just swish it in my mouth for like a little bit. And then I floss after that. And then sometimes if I get really crazy, I'll do a water pick. And then I um, brush with an electric toothbrush. And I have a tongue scraper that I also like to use. And then I do mouthwash. And I get very cantankerous if I don't have... All of the things, especially when I travel or I'm not at my house. Interesting. So I always have hydrogen peroxide, mouthwash, all the things. Wow, that's a lot. I just, 
and, I mean, I'm not saying like that's a lot but of But I also way. get paranoid that my breath stinks. Yeah. Like what if I've, especially right now with COVID, yeah. still having this, you know, no taste and smell. What if I have halitosis and ain't nobody telling me? It's wild because right now, like I can smell, like all of my smells are off. Like, you know, obviously before I got pregnant, I also could not smell right. or taste still. And then it came back with a fucking vengeance when I got pregnant because like everything was on like high alert. So everything smells different to me now. Everything smells different. And I'm smelling things I never smelled before. And But I'm not, I no longer, and I know that I have morning breath. I'm no longer smelling my morning breath. So I'm like, you I know, know it's, it's there. Yeah, like I know you it know didn't go there. away. So like when I'm out and about, like I have no idea. My I could have the worst breath right now. I would have no freaking Yo, clue. Yeah, my poo-poo doesn't smell anymore <laughs> to me. But I know to other people it does. Mm-hmm. Like, And that happened this weekend. I... Had some stomach issues, and <laughs> I I didn't think, you know, I yeah. was just like, cool, good luck to anybody walking in there, and somebody was like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> are you unwell? Yeah, and I was like, I am unwell, but <laughs> go forth and conquer. Um, but yeah, isn't that weird? That is weird. So weird. I'm a little paranoid about that. What about, like, otherwise, besides physical? Um, I always think... In my professional career, like, I constantly question myself. So I always th- I always have an insecurity that I'm never... I always know there's somebody, like, better, smarter, like, wittier, mm-hmm. like, all the things. It doesn't matter. Like, I just... I always tell myself, you're not number one. You're not number one. You're not number one. Because I truly, like, believe that in the practice of law. Like, you're never... It doesn't matter who you're up against. Somebody's always capable of outsmarting you yeah so it doesn't matter how much you prepare or research or you know no like somebody's always gonna you know say things more eloquently mm -hmm. or outsmart you or draft something better or prettier there's always another way to say all the things and so I think that no matter how hard you try how well you draft something there's always a loophole yeah and it's it's Knowing that it's very difficult for me to submit something and be like that is perfection because it it's never, never. That's interesting. And so I think even when I walk into the courtroom, it doesn't matter how well I did, you know, in a very simple hearing or a trial. I'm always like, ugh, you could have said that better, or you stuttered, or you yeah. used um, or you did, you know. There, I it's just a constant like. It's just a constant, like, you could have done something differently. I honestly think that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but, like, that has almost has done you a better service than, like, for me as, like, I'm I'm a perfectionist, and sometimes I, I, I can't finish things because it's not perfect. So by telling yourself, like, hey, we're just getting this done because, like, we're doing the best we can over here has probably done you a better service than like me who has like literally stopped doing things that I've wanted to do because I don't feel like I'm the best. Which is weird because I am very type A. I am a perfectionist. I like things to get done, but I think I've had to adapt because you would you would you would never get anything yeah. done. You would get nothing done yeah. ever and you just have to learn. It's prior to law school was probably not like that so much mm-hmm. um but I've realized like it's it's just the environment yeah like you, you you're yeah. never gonna succeed if you can't accept that well and I've learned over the perfect. years that like 
everybody starts somewhere. Like everybody mm-hmm. starts at zero and you work your way up. Like, so maybe I'm not the best today. Maybe I'll never be the best, but I'll never know unless I fucking try. Right. And, and I've also learned that like, I have made really stupid mistakes personally, professionally, but I mean, there's one day I draft something and it's so good and I'm just like wham like look at that <laughs> and then the next day I think I submit something bam and somebody you know yeah I say something bam like something baller something fire you know yeah. and then there's somebody else who's like yeah what do you mean by this paragraph or this mm-hmm. section like that's not what this is and I'm like honestly just wasn't thinking like you're 100% right like it's it's just like a very humbling profession where you're and it, I don't think it is a humbling profession for everybody because I think some people are like, fuck you. I'm always right. Like, I'm right. This is perfect. This is always how it's going to be my way or the highway. And I don't think that's beneficial to anybody, frankly. No. So, I I mean, I eat crow a lot and have to be like, yeah, fuck that up. Doesn't make sense. You're right. Let's change that. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest? Like, because it, it you have to be able to look at it from a different point of view yeah for sure anyways I think the the next thing is like kind of where this insecurity comes from is like this imposter syndrome and I definitely have imposter syndrome me too all the time and like I guess tell everybody your understanding of what imposter syndrome is or I mean I will if you don't want to yeah like I in my opinion imposter syndrome is like when you tell yourself like who the fuck who do you think you are like who do you think you are running this business, running this law firm, wearing those clothes, acting that way? Like, who do you think you are? You know, like you're not, you're not Martha Stewart. You're not Elle Woods. You're not like all these, you know, like, you know, Martha did it first or whatever. Like, you're not these people. You know, for me, like I love Joanna Gaines and I like, I think what she's done, like as as a business, I I picked up the Magnolia Journal today when I was out of town and, and I was reading her letter to the editor's letter and, um, and just the way that she thinks, and I was like, me too, Joanna, but why did you get there first? You know, <laughs> like, right. you know, so it's just like, it's just like stuff like that. Like, you know, who do you think you are? And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, to me, that's what imposter syndrome is. And I tell myself that all the time. Oh, I think that that's 100%. And I think that's where, like, I'm talking about my insecurity coming from. Because mm-hmm. it's like exactly that. Like, I walk into a courtroom in a suit and I think to myself, who fuck do you think you are? Like, yeah. doing this. Like, what makes you think you can give people advice on what they should do with their kids or their business or this and I'm just like who the fuck am I yeah yeah so what do you do to overcome that so it's taken I mean I think I still think that every day but there's I I've like listened to a lot of podcasts and like read a lot on this because Mm -hmm. I, I thought that a lot and I just thought, wow, you really lack self-confidence and like you have a lot of insecurities and that's something like maybe I should go to therapy for. And then I started listening, you know, and reading and realizing that like all the peoples have imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and it's just not something like somebody's put their finger on before and really identified and dissected and talked about. But I heard somebody say this one thing that has like really stuck with me and it was it was a a comedian I think um and I can't remember which comedian but they were in therapy for this because they're just like I'm not that funny like why are people paying me to do this 
And this comedian's therapist told them, you're not that fucking smart. (laughs) And I was like, what does that mean? Like, wait, imposter syndrome when you're talking about being insecure and lacking self-confidence is really that you're so cocky and narcissistic that you think... Like, it was like the polar opposite. And I thought to myself... And it was just like a reverse psychology, right? Like you're not that smart to fool that many people. Yeah, she was saying like you have all these people like you're selling out auditoriums or you're running this business and you're getting people to pay you and you're growing your business and you're doing these things. You're not so smart that you're fooling all these people into paying you to watch your comedy show, to buy your flowers, to, um, you know buy a car at your car lot to do the things like you're not fooling that many people you're not that fucking smart you're not that great to fool everybody into convincing them to do whatever it is you want exactly and that's that's genius and so i i've it's taken a lot to like every time i think that i'm like you're not that fucking smart you're not that good you're not that convincing to just fool people Mm -hmm. and into this so I think it's that. And then the other piece that I've like kind of had to remind myself um, when I do have that insecurity, like you're not that good, is um, I've learned a lot about like main character point of view, which is kind of a weird thing to think. Like we're all in a movie or we're all in this like Mm -hmm. lifetime movie, right? But we're not all the main fucking characters. So what's really important to me is not important to you. You have no idea the thing that's stressing me out and consuming all my thoughts and feelings and time because you've got something else. Yeah. So it's like stopping yourself from getting sucked into that main character point of view and thinking like your shit and your problem and your mistake and your insecurity is like bigger and the biggest thing in the room. Yeah. Compared to everybody else. Definitely. I don't know if that helps anybody else. but No, that I mean, that's exactly what I think, too. Because, like, I always tell myself whenever I start thinking, you know, you know, the crazy thoughts that come with imposter syndrome, it's like, nobody else is thinking about you right now. No. Like, you're thinking about yourself, and they're thinking about themselves, and they're thinking about themselves, and, like... Like, I've literally, I've literally lost sleep this past weekend because I fucked up a word. A word on a petition in a case. A literally one word Mm -hmm. two different definitions yes but one word on the whole petition and i lost fucking sleep because i thought oh my god when the judge sees this they're gonna think i'm so freaking stupid they're gonna think i'm an idiot they're gonna think i'm so stupid that i put that word instead of the other word yeah and they're gonna think i'm so dumb and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't move past it. All I could think about was like, I cannot wait to get to work Monday morning so I can fix that fucking word. Yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy? And I thought, they probably didn't even notice. Probably not. It's already fixed. Yeah. I, I, it was mind-blowing. Yeah. It's wild what it can do, like, to you. It, it's just stupid. It's stupid when mm-hmm. you really think about it. Yeah. I mean, I would say that, like, you know... You have, I think addressing it too is like, just like recognizing it when it's coming up is important too. Like if you can in the moment, sometimes you, you have to reflect on it, but if you can in the moment, like realizing like, Hey, like this is the imposter syndrome talking right now. This is, these are not my thoughts. And, um, you know, I like to talk things out, especially when I'm stressed or have anxiety to talk it out because it, you might, like, I might have like have a conversation with you and you'd be like, what the fuck? Like. 
that's not real real life yeah you know nobody's nobody's thinking that (laughs) yeah nobody's thinking about you danny like so i mean like i think that's it that is a lot of it i think the main character perspective makes a lot of sense it's like you are the main character of your own life but not in everybody else's life so and i like i'm not trying to pick on this new young generation but i think that we've gotten sucked into this your feelings are valid Mm -hmm. like yes all of our feelings are valid but they're not the most valid or the most important or the no. like the most recognized. So, yes, it's important to recognize how you're feeling within yourself, but you have to recognize that like you're not feeling the same thing everybody else is. Yeah, for sure. And like what you like what you experience is different than what everybody else experiences, but like at the end of the day, like you still got like you know, shit to do. So like buck up, go to your job, go to school or go do whatever it is that you were supposed to do and just get the job done. A hundred percent. Do you, as we wrap up here, is there something you would tell like your 18 year old self or your younger self just about like finding and being your true self? Yeah. I wish I would have learned or I wish I would have found like the things that helped me now, like stoicism and podcasts and a podcast weren't a thing when we were 18, (laughs) but like, um, whatever it would have been more books, I guess maybe at that time to read, um, other people going through the same thing. Cause I know I've talked about this before. It's like for the longest time, I always felt like I was all alone. Like nobody's ever gone through the things that I've gone through. So nobody would ever understand until I started realizing, like, literally, I'm probably, like, the 10th million person that's gone through what I've gone through, you know? So just finding your community, wherever it is, whether it's online, whether it's real people, but finding a community to, um, to just empathize with you a little bit. Like, hey, like, yes, we get it. You know, this is what we went through. This is the books that we read. I wish I would have just, like, been able to read more books or do do more mental health work when I was 18 versus just drinking all the time. <laughs> I mean, that was a different kind of mental health work. Drink, drinking my problems away. <laughs> what about you? Um, I, I think that what I would tell my younger self was just to um, not be afraid to express my true feelings, thoughts, and like ask questions instead of just you know, quieting mm-hmm. those thoughts and feelings and questions. Yeah, for because sure. Because I think it would have helped me um, find my true self quicker. Yeah. Because I don't think it's just like a switch that you turn on or off. I think it's like a process, but I think it would have like opened the door to that journey a lot quicker yeah. than what it did. I, I 100% agree because, you know, like we've said, I spent most of my 20s just partying it up and I could have like, you know, been able to ready. be able to uh, been a better person quicker. I sooner. don't. I don't think you're a bad person. <laughs> Thanks, Brandy. That's so nice. It's the nicest thing I've ever said. Uh, I mean, I I also don't think I'm a bad person. I just want to throw that out there to everybody. Like, no, but you. Weekly. I mean, it's just like, I think sometimes we are hard on ourselves, and you know that leads me to the story of you know there was this girl in elementary school that myself and some other kids were not the nicest to um you know she told a lot of like fibs in elementary school and I found it super annoying but I didn't understand where she was coming from I didn't understand her family life I didn't understand why she was maybe doing that Mm -hmm. um 
And I feel really guilty for being so mean about it and kind of like pestering her and bullying her about yeah, telling these little fibs that didn't frankly impact my life in any way, shape, or form. Like it wasn't a big deal. Um, but anyways, long story short, when I was getting my nails done a few weeks ago, she and her like entire family, like females, walked into the nail salon where I was at. And I was like, should I apologize <laughs> to this yeah. woman now? In the I, would, I would have the same thoughts as you, though. I mean, I was just like in the sheer doctor. panic. I was in sheer panic. Thank God I had a mask on because I was just like, oh, my God, I'm a terrible fucking human. And it's eight at me. Yes. I will say that there are like specifically maybe like a few things, like a handful of things that I've done in my life or said in my life that still eat me up inside that I think about often yes that like but I and I see these I don't see these people sometimes but like maybe like once a year I'll run into like these people that may, I may or may not have wronged in the past and I always want to say something but I was like they probably don't give a fuck and I I would agree that's honestly kind of where my mindset went but I think that's probably something else I would tell my younger self other than like expressing myself but like to make sure what I'm saying is like kind and true mm-hmm. and considerate of others because there were times and moments where it absolutely was not over trivial things. And yeah, there's like this this guilt that like you'll just always carry yeah. with you. I think even if you did apologize, you would still have that guilt. I think so, so too. I would also tell my younger self to listen more. Like you don't know it all. Listen. Yeah. Like, you know, shut your mouth and, and listen to what people have to say. And, you know, constructive criticism can be a good thing. As long as it's constructive, you know. Like, if it's just criticism, tell them fuck off. But. Yeah, like, if they just being nasty. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, it, it, it hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it's always easy to be, like, a Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. But I think that, like, you just gain a lot of self-confidence as you get older because you're just more confident in who you are. Um, you're finding yourself. And I think that, like... In your 20s, you're still heavily, I don't want to say heavily reliant upon your parents, but like you're still like, you know, you still are communicating with your parents on a regular basis about like, should I do this? Should I do that? Or should I do this? In your 30s, I feel like you've got a bigger, better grasp of like, I can make my own decisions and I'm more confident in the decisions that I do make because I've had guidance for the last 30 years. And I just feel like, you know, you just, as you get older, you just become more confident day by day. Yep. I agree. So moral of the story today, ladies and gentlemen, is go forth and be your true selves. Yeah. Tell, and fuck everybody else. Yeah, fuck everybody else. <laughs> Just kidding. Be nice. Everybody be kind. And leave us a five-star be rating kind. on Spread <laughs> kindness around like confetti. Oh, okay, guys. Catch you next week. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Bye.